Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Greece, 400 BC. Plato was a citizen of Athens and was a student of the philosopher Socrates. The location of the lost city of Atlantis has long been a fascinating topic that has sparked tremendous global curiosity. The island subcontinents of Atlantis was said to have been home to a sophisticated culture that died when it was drowned beneath the seas of the Atlantic Ocean, somewhere past the pillars of Hercules. The name Atlantis is derived from the ancient Greek term for island of Atlas. According to mythology, Poseidon, the Greek sea deity, built Atlantis. He appointed his son Atlas as king and gave him the city and the surrounding ocean his name, creating the Atlantic Ocean. The fabled city, which apparently covered a considerable area of land, was home to a civilization that frequently engaged in battle with the nearby populations residing in the eastern regions bordering the Mediterranean Sea. The gods were growing increasingly impatient and greedy with an attempt led by Zeus. The corrupt Greek gods sank Atlantis due to arrogance and misbehavior. The lost city of Atlantis, exploring the legend and history of the legendary city. Is it fact or fiction? What do we know now about the mysterious lost city? Let's find out. Well, hello. And welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name's Conrad Tull, and with me is the my co-host and the founder, Eric Patino. Founder makes me sound like a cult leader. You know where I would send folks? Huh. To the Atlantic in search Ooh. of a lost city. Do you know the very famous this lost city of Atlanta? Now, I'm sure you've heard of it, Eric. I don't know if of there's course. anyone who hasn't. There's a lot of myths and legend surrounding it, but the, the story of Atlantis was first mentioned by the Greek philosopher Plato. It's, it's, the myth itself has gone through a little bit of a telephone game where Plato says one thing, the next person reports Plato's story a little differently. And then the next person reports it a little differently than that mm -hmm. until eventually it's grown into 
something that is quite wildly different from Plato's story. What did Plato originally say? Well, I will get to that, but uh, first I just wanted to, to go over what oh, yeah, yeah, normal sure. Wasn't there a theory that a, the location of Atlantis was like near Greece? Oh, there, <laughs> there has been enough theories pinpointing... Like it's been everywhere, yeah. Atlantis, <laughs> it's been absolutely everywhere. There, uh, and what it has, uh, there, there's two different ways that people normally try to pinpoint. Well, three, three ways they pinpoint it. One, from the description that Plato says. Sure. Two, from... Uh, they try and look around for cities that have been lost or destroyed by the ways that Plato describes Atlantis being destroyed. Mm. And then they go, well, this is what he must have been basing it off with this city. Right. And then the other way is they look at the thematic elements presented by Plato as to what the city of Atlantis represented and then made assumptions that it was the founder city the first city, the root of humanity. And then they've tried to center that and say the center of human uh, existence came from a certain spot. And so they try and find Atlantis by trying to find where humans came from. Those are generally the three principles in which people try to identify where mm. the city of Atlantis was. And as a result, you find that it is absolutely everywhere has anyone ever possibly suggested that the lost city of atlantis is maybe not underwater but buried beneath sand maybe like somewhere out in the desert yes i not in a desert but well because i'm thinking if we're talking about the start of humanity i'm thinking sumerian i'm thinking older than that but like generally in that area where the sumerians were (laughs) <laughs> well, funny enough, the fella who was most famous for that uh, said that it was uh, either Sweden. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was Sweden is where he said it was. And he believed that Sweden was the center of uh, human development. So Sweden has the Garden of Eden. Uh, yeah, but that was a long time ago. And that's one of those theories that did not age well with time. Gotcha. It, because in that fellow's theory, he said that Swedish was the original language spoke by everyone. And that's just not at all possible. Cause... I was going to say, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's been some pretty crazy ones. If I just give a general recap... Uh, you know, a short paragraph from Wikipedia. They put it as, despite the importance of Plato's work, the Atlantis story had a considerable impact, sorry, despite its minor importance in Plato's writings, the Atlantis story has had a considerable impact on literature and that it was taken up in other people's uh, renaissance such as Sir Francis Bacon wrote a book called New Atlantis, and it was referenced by uh, Thomas More's Utopia. And in the 19th century, more um, more recently, Plato's narrative has been warped to the point where people have alleged that Atlantis was a uh, pseudo-scientific 
uh, advanced prehistoric civilization that had amazing technology and was then wiped out and you lay through this disaster and amazing technology that we don't even have today was lost thousands and thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. That's how Wikipedia describes it. Okay. Uh, Oh, one more thing that I have to put as Wikipedia describes it is that in his writing, Plato describes (laughs) it as a city that was unlike any other nation, had uh, wonderful attributes and was uh, almost a perfect country and then had a downfall and then it fell out of favor with the the greek gods and then the greek gods destroyed it and that it submerged into the atlantic ocean Mm. so that is general the general story that people talk about atlantis today is they'll talk about how it was an amazing city and that the now we've actually discussed a very similar theories like this several years ago maybe two years ago on the podcast we talked about greek gods actually being aliens coming from other worlds and that the people Describe these ancient uh, aliens as deities because that's what appeared to people back then. Mm, I Did remember that. that yeah, yeah. So that's the general idea that these Greek gods who came and lived in the city of Atlantis, they're descendants of the gods themselves. Because that's what uh, Plato says is that the Greek god Neptune fell in love with the daughter of some king who lived on that. Uh, the island and then they had 10 children and yes yes mm. Atlantis. And they had 10 children and the eldest son was called atlas and then uh, atlantis means the land of atlas and he was like the ruler and that's the general story that plato tells <laughs> now plato wrote about atlantis in three dialogues that he he wrote uh, they're called uh, Timaeus, Critus, and the last one is called Hermocrates. Now, Hermocrates has only been referenced, but nobody has ever... Um, it has not been preserved. It's been lost in time. So it's not even sure if he even wrote the follow-up story. So we, all we have is uh, Timaeus and then the beginning, the first half of Critus. Because mm-hmm. the the second half of Critus was lost, so we only have maybe half the story of Atlantis from mm-hmm. Plato. And I went and read Critus because it's actually not all that long. You can find it online. You just Google Plato's Critus PDF and you'll find it. It's generally not a very interesting story, <laughs> but it is not at all like Wikipedia described it. Mm. In fact, I was reading it, and I don't understand why anyone came up with the modern theories that people say, well, this is what Plato said it said. If you go and read the actual dialogue, because we have at least half the story, Plato doesn't say anything like that. Okay? Yeah. So uh, there are a few parts that people do normally describe that is the same. First off, uh, when Plato mentions its physical location he says that it is beyond the pillars of hercules now do you know where that is eric <laughs> no <laughs> that is the strait of gibraltar i don't even know uh, where that's at well between spain and 
Africa, at the mouth of the Mediterranean Sea, where the Mediterranean Sea lets out into Atlantic Ocean. And that is the Pillars of Hercules? Yes. So when he says beyond the Pillars of Hercules, he's saying that it lies in the Atlantic Ocean. Are we to assume Hercules was a real person? Well, (laughs) I suppose um, (laughs) that's what is... uh, that's what uh, Plato says. <laughs> so it was supposed to have happened about 9,000 years ago. Since uh, the, From Plato. Since, yes. Yes. Yeah. A, so just to give you, uh, I'll read a few excerpts of it and I'll skip through it and, and cover the, the main portions. He says, let me begin by first observing of all that 9,000 years was the sum of the years that had lapsed between since the war that have taken place between those who dwelled beyond the pillars of Hercules and those that dwelled within. So he's talking about a war between the Athenians and the Atlanteans. Hmm. The combatants on one side, the city of Athens, was reported uh, to have fought out the war, and the combatant on the other side was the kings of Atlantis, with which I was saying a greater island greater in extent than Libya and Asia. Now, do you know what Libya is, Eric? Like the place? The place. Yeah. It is current day a nation in Africa. But in Plato's time, when they say Libya, they're not talking about the country we call Libya now. They're talking about the entirety of the African continent. So when he says that is an island greater than the extent of Libya and Asia, he is not talking about an island. He's talking about a whole continent. Mm. So when he says that there's a war between the kings of the inside of the Atlantic, uh, of the Mediterranean, and a war of those on this other continent, he is talking about a huge, huge war. And, and afterwards, when the war had ended, it sunk by an earthquake and became an impassable barrier of mud to voyagers sailing hence to any part of the ocean. The progress of history will unfold as various nations... Uh, okay, that's not important. So, he said that a, an earthquake sunk it, right? But he didn't say that it went underwater. He right. said it became an impassable barrier of mud. Right, right. That is very different. So, it's in the ground. No, 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 no not in the ground it is still out in the ocean but it's just a big puddle of mud and then later he refers to it he calls the rain falls heavily on that area but now it doesn't grow grass it just falls on the bare land and rock and runs into the ocean so he's talking about a desolate land mass out there in the atlantic ocean that is the size of a continent maybe a size of two continents mm-hmm. and that you can't sail through it with a ship this is very different from what Wikipedia says. Is there something massive out there said. like that? Perhaps. Now, another thing that he said is it was an earthquake. Is it possible that a massive land shift can happen in an earthquake? It is very possible. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, scientists will tell you that earthquakes are caused by the shifting of the tectonic plates, which is and that is caused by the flowing of magma underneath the layer uh, the crust of the earth and as that shifts it actually will grow onto the side of one of these tectonic plates and shift them and the tectonic plates are not just rubbing up against each other they are slowly moving and they are moving in a, a, a certain direction and they move like water mm. oh no like water more like a conveyor belt 
and that the, they will not stop and they keep shifting and shifting and shifting. And when an earthquake happens, what that's going on is that the constant buildup of magma growing like a fingernail, this part of the earth of, of rock being pushed up and out and over another part. So these two plates are shifting over top of each other. One's being pushed down into the molten lava on one end and is remelting. And the other one is continually to grow by the flow of the magma, pushing it up and out over top of the other. That causes the earthquake. They're rubbing over each other as the, uh, it's not just them bumping into each other. It's actually very possible that great shifts in land mass can totally happen from earthquakes. In fact, we know that it is the main reason that earthquakes happen is because land mass is shifting constantly. Mm -hmm. The very obvious answer to what's going on here is Plato just described the breakaway of the North and South American continent because you know that the, the uh, South America used to be connected to Africa and that they fit together like a pieces of a puzzle, right? Uh, it's a very common, commonly known theory. You know, all the land masses were all once bunched together and that they've broken away and are shifting apart. Mm. And you can see that when you, if you take the South American continent and you push it up against Africa, you can see how they fit together like pieces of a puzzle. The lines almost line up perfectly. Essentially what this means is Plato described the shifting of continents hundreds of years before people even realized or had discovered what tectonic plates were or that they even existed. So that's pretty crazy. Also, Atlantis is not an island. It's a huge continent. When anyone thinks about Atlantis and the lost city of Atlantis, if any spark of interest is ignited within them about it, they're obsessively trying to locate the location, right? Yeah. You know what never crosses my mind during that or has never uh, up until now? Whether or not the place is real. I always just assumed it was because there have been so many documentaries and so many researchers talking about the lost city of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I never thought... Well, is the place actually real? No real evidence for it other than Plato talking well, about it. But Plato yes. isn't a historian. Well, Plato says that he got it from uh, a Greek politician. And that Greek politician got it from an Egyptian politician. An Egyptian <laughs> politician got it from an Egyptian priest. And an Egyptian priest got it from hydroglyphs in Egypt. Uh, last question. If... Atlantis, or what we presume is Atlantis right now, didn't drown. Where did the technology go? Well, the Plato never said any technology. That was something that was added on later. So it's possible that there was never any super advanced technology in Atlantis. Well, probably not. If it's close to the Plato theory, then no, because there was a war between the... Um, Athenians and the Atlanteans. Athenians won. So if the Athenians won the war, it's not likely that the um, Atlanteans were superiorly uh, technologically advanced. Odds are they were equal or maybe slightly ahead of the uh, Athenians. Uh, my final conclusions. Oh, Plato was a weird man, and I would not necessarily take everything that he said at face value. That's that's my final conclusions on uh, the city of Atlantis. That will conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email us, 
It's bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. There will also be a link in the description. But that will do it for us. Thank you for listening. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.